Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. So uh, last Monday, I led worship at uh, Wyoming House of Prayer Monday night. And uh, while I was doing that, uh, the Lord kind of revealed something that he has been doing with us for the last couple years. And you recall that um, it was a series on the Father Heart of God that led us to the Solemn Assembly, which led us into our, our whole journey these last couple years. And, and the Lord has... Um, allowed us to experience some of the things that he has experienced in in his heart the last couple of years. Is, uh, the reality is uh, a lot of the church has removed him. Uh, he's He's been kicked out of a lot of church buildings that should be his dwelling place but he's he's no longer welcome in those places and and that happened to us and and a lot of um, people who called upon his name have have turned away from him they've they've left the church they've left him and and we've we've experienced what what that looks like what that feels like and so he's he's been inviting us in into his his heart and uh he he is still seeking dwelling places he's he's seeking uh a people within whom and among whom he can call his dwelling place and and we're still doing that too so <clears throat> you know as as we go into the rest of worship i i just i invite you to meditate on um, the heart of God and and what what he is experiencing uh, what we have experienced that is uh, from him because uh, he, he wants us to have his heart he, he wants us to carry his heart he wants us to know what he experiences and and so, um, <clears throat> you know, as after that happened, um, I was kind of pondering, okay, God, um, what what is our response to to this? And and I I think there are some some prayers. that the Lord would have us pray. And so I invite you to to just pray pray these during the rest of of worship. But one thing is is to pray for him to raise up a people after his own heart in the churches that he's been kicked out of. Because he can do that. Uh, a move of his spirit, he, he, he can 
have those places and those people back. And that would be his desire, because he's, he's always redemptive in, in his purposes. And pray for his people to return to him and love him with their whole hearts. Those, those who have wandered, those who have left. And pray that he will find a place and a people among whom he may dwell. And even pray that we would be among those. Well, I thank the Lord for his faithfulness to empower us to do what he calls us to do. <clears throat> um, I wasn't sure I'd have enough voice to really do anything this morning. And while I may not sound very good, I do have voice. <clears throat> so for that, I'm thankful. Uh, let's pray for a minute for Felipe Camacho, whose father passed away. Uh, it must have been sometime yesterday evening, because uh, I was with him in the evening last night, and we, we even talked about his dad. And uh, so uh, Kim is with him, and uh, I can understand him not being here, but I wish he was here so we could just love on him in person. Uh, you know, I just I want to communicate that to us. Uh, the times when we are at our most broken and are most in need, we should be together uh, so we can be the body for for each other. And that's that's just the way God wants it to be. Uh, so uh, join me in prayer. Father, we, uh, we just reach out to you for Felipe and, and his family, his siblings and his stepmother and grandchildren. Uh, Lord, uh, you are the God of comfort, and I, I pray that uh, you would put something in them to reach out to you as as the God of comfort. And they would find that in you. Uh, Lord, we thank you for that. Uh, we thank you that you're with Felipe and Tasha and their family. Uh, just bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> um, so, as as happens many times, I guess um, <clears throat> the people who probably most need to hear this message aren't here. Um, <laughs> it's uh, sad how that often is the case, but um, uh, maybe maybe we'll we'll pray some more at the end. But um, <clears throat> we we understand um, from the Word of God that that there are three, especially from the New Testament, that there are three kinds of people in in the world there are natural people who who have not yet been born again or regenerated or made new creations and 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 they they are in the world they are of the world that's that's all they know they uh they can't understand the things of god because they are foreign to to them uh <clears throat> And, and we know that it's it's those very people who become born again and become alive to the things of the Spirit. But until that happens, uh, 
the, the things of the Spirit are, are a mystery and, and they, they cannot please God because there, there is nothing spiritual about them. And, and then there are spiritual people and, and we know those, those people were once natural people and they've been born again. They're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. But now I, I want to make a distinction because <clears throat> among those who are born again, uh, indwelt by the Spirit, uh, alive to God, there, there are spiritual people and, and there are carnal people. Uh, because just, just because we become a new creation, uh, just because we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit, uh, doesn't mean that we are listening to the Holy Spirit and being obedient to the Holy Spirit and making spiritual progress. Okay? <laughs> I mean, that is God's intent. God's, God's intent is, is that all of those who are born again, regenerated, would, would listen, would hear the Spirit, would obey the Spirit, and, and would move on, make progress spiritually toward fullness in Christ, uh, toward uh, Christ being fully revealed in them. Uh, and, but we know, <clears throat> uh, unfortunately, that, that that is not the case. There, there is that other class of people, and, and Paul calls them carnal, and and they they are double-minded, and you know un unfortunately, if you know all of us who who are spiritual people, uh, who were once natural people, uh, can I, I'm sure look at times in our lives when when we were without a doubt carnal, uh, and and we were we were not listening to the Holy Spirit. We were not obeying the Holy Spirit. We, we were a, a detriment to the Lord and His kingdom. Uh, and, and thank the Lord for, for His mercy. Uh, <clears throat> because we, although we once were there, we, we do not have to stay there. We, we do not have to be there. And, and, and God has grace for us to, to not stay there to begin again, and every day is a new day, and there are new mercies for every day, and we can appeal to the Lord for that grace to, even if we've been stuck for some time, to, to move on with the Holy Spirit into the deeper things that, that God has for us as, as his people. And so... <clears throat> I, I was kind of struck um, by an analogy in, in the Old Testament that, that kind of portrays uh, these, these different types of people who, who are out there. Um, and it, it, it's, it's Israel, I mean, obviously. So Israel... When they, when they were in Egypt, uh, <clears throat> they they were a type of the natural man, uh, natural people. And when I when I use that term, natural man or spiritual man, please understand. You know, it refers to both men and women. Okay, let's just <laughs> get that out of the way. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of controversy. Unnecessary um, controversy about uh, even Bible translations uh, who who have you know gone to gender neut neutral terms and I'm not going to get into that debate this morning. I, I mean it's it's clear what what God means. Okay, that's that's enough. Okay, so <clears throat> Israel in Egypt, they. As a people, they kind of knew of God. 
There, there was a God of their fathers out there somewhere. Uh, but, but they'd been in Egypt for 400 years and in slavery for hundreds of, of those 400 years. And, you know, it, it, was, it was just a, a difficult existence. And, and we know that Egypt is, is a type of the world. So, so that's the, the people of the world are in Egypt. And, and then we know that God... Through Moses, who, who is a type of Jesus Christ, took that people through <clears throat> a series of, of miraculous plagues that, that he brought upon the world. He, he removed that people out of the nation of Egypt. And, and by, by miracles, uh, you know, baptized them through the Red Sea, and that really was, was a type of salvation and, and water baptism, uh, that they went through the Red Sea. You know, they, they went under where the water was supposed to be, <laughs> but it wasn't there. <laughs> and they, they came out the other side, and when they came out the other side, they were a different people. That was God's intent, was... This, this was essentially a, a marriage movement to, to Sinai. That's, that's what was going on. God was going to have a people. Uh, he was going to have a nation. And, and they were going to be the type of, of the spiritual man. So he provided for them miraculously on, on their trip to Sinai. You know, they drank water out of the rock and <clears throat> were fed miraculously, uh, eating angels' food. And, you know, we, we know the story. Uh, anyway, they went to Sinai. They, they received the law of God. And, and then they, they went a little further to the Jordan River, right? And, and I mean, this, this was the time. This, this was to be the time that the children of Abraham were, were going to inherit the land that, that God had for, for his people, uh, for the children of, of Abraham, the, the promised land, the, the land of promise. And I want to pick up that story in Numbers chapter 13. And these are these are fairly short chapters, but there's there's a lot here, and rather than <clears throat> uh, me just assuming that that you all remember the details of this story, I actually want to read it uh, because you know there's there's some revelation that that the Lord wants to bring. So if we pick up the story in Numbers thirteen, there. They're at, at the place of, of being ready to go into the land of promise. Uh, but the people are a little concerned. <laughs> Afraid, probably, would be the, the better word. Uh, so the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man every one a chief among them. So these were leaders. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the people of Israel. And these were their names. And this is the interesting thing. <coughs> there were 12. Who can remember more than two of the names? Really? Yeah, <laughs> two of you, that's good. I, I expected zero. I, I'm not going to ask you for who they are. But, but we all can remember two of the names, or most of us probably, Joshua and Caleb. And, and we'll see why we forget about the other ten short, shortly. <clears throat> 
And these were their names from the tribe of Reuben, Shemua, the son of Zachar, from the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Hori, from the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, from the tribe of Issachar, Egal, the son of Joseph, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Nun, who we otherwise know as Joshua, from the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, the son of Rephu, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, the son of Sodai, from the tribe of Joseph, that is, from the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi, the son of Susi, from the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gamali, and from the tribe of Asher, Sether, the son of Michael, from the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, the son of Voshi, and from the tribe of Gad, Guel, the son of Mekai. These were the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Hoshea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up into the Negeb and go up into the hill country and see what the land is and whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, and whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, and whether the cities that they dwell in are camps or strongholds, and whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are trees in it or not. Be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin to Rehob near Lebo Hamath. They went up into the Negeb and came to Hebron, uh, Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talmai. The descendants of Anak were there. Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt, and they came to the valley of Eshkal and cut down from there a branch with a single cluster of grapes, and they carried it on a pole between two of them. They also brought some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkal because of the cluster that the people of Israel cut down from there. So that was a big cluster of grapes. (laughs) At the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land, and they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran, at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey. This is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides... We saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negeb. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. Now that's an interesting land. The land devours its inhabitants. If if that was the case, then how come all these giants and this giant uh, fruit was there? Okay, so they're lying. So they've believed lies. And all the people we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. Hmm. 
So you got one report that says, "Man, let's let's go get it. This this land is ours. We we must." How did Caleb put it exactly? Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. And then you got ten other guys who who give this other report. <clears throat> well, we we have to go on into chapter fourteen. <clears throat> Because we, we have to see what happens when spiritual people are led by carnal people. Because that, that's what's happening. You see, the whole nation is supposed to be spiritual people. The 12 spies who, who were sent into the land were, were all supposed to be, I mean, they were leaders. These, these are leaders of leaders of, of every tribe. And, and they went in and, and they came back and we discover that only two of them are actually spiritual men. Ten are carnal. Because they, they are believing lies. They actually believe that the land devours people. And, and they, they actually believe that <clears throat> they were like grasshoppers. I mean, the, the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, they, they were big. But they weren't that big. There, there's no way that these 12 men were like grasshoppers in, in the sight of these giants. I mean, do you, do you realize how big those giants would have to be? I mean, a, a big grasshopper is like two inches long. And if these guys were about six feet, how big would those giants have to be? There, there was never anything even close to that. You know, we, we know that Goliath was a descendant of, of some of these people, and he was nine feet tall. Well, even, uh, even Hunter <laughs> would would not be like a grasshopper in, in his sight. <laughs> so, <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> let's go on to chapter 14. Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And, I mean... You, you got to feel for Moses. Because, I, I mean, what, what happens just before chapter 13 is we, we have that rebellion with, with Miriam going on. <laughs> and, and Moses crying out to God for mercy for the whole congregation. And it's going to be deja vu all over again in chapter 14. So the whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt. Really? I mean, you, you come out of Egypt with all these miracles. You, you cross through the Red Sea and, and see the entire army of your enemies dis destroyed, not just defeated, just totally destroyed. In, in the Red Sea. But, I mean, this, this is the picture of, of the carnal believer. They're, they're always double-minded, and they always want to go back. And it was better when I could make all the decisions for myself. Man, it was better when I could do anything I wanted to do. Even, and, and their memory is so bad. Even though it was making bricks without straw. How, how good was that? It was horrible. 
<clears throat> Would that we had died in the wilderness. They, you see, they didn't even hear the testimony of, of the spiritual men about how good the land was. They'd totally forgotten about that. And, and they were listening only to the carnal leaders. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go back to slavery and, and see how much worse they can make it for us because it, it's not going to be better this time. <clears throat> and they said to one another, let us choose a leader <laughs> and go back to Egypt. Ah. This, this is carnal people want a carnal leader. Carnal people want a carnal leader. And I mean, this is part of what the Lord spoke to me last Monday night. And, and they will gather for themselves leaders who, who will tickle their ears and, and tell them what, what they want to hear. We've we got to pray against that for the sake of the heart of God. Because, I, I mean, you, you put a spiritual leader over a, a carnal people, and, and you got a Moses situation all over again. I, I've seen it. I, <laughs> I, I've been there, done that, with, uh, <clears throat> with a congregation-ruled body where, where everybody gets a vote and all decisions are made by the, by the median most spiritual person because it's all majority vote. So the one in the middle makes a decision. That's the way that works. God help us. Right? Oof. <laughs> and and then Moses and Aaron. And I mean, this, this guy is such a picture of, of Christ Jesus. I mean, e even more than, than just a spiritual leader. Because <clears throat> in verse 4, And they said to one another, Let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. And then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the all the assembly of the congregation of the people of Israel. Because <laughs> they, they were like that image that we had up here just a minute ago, because they were praying to God for, for the sake of the carnal people <laughs> who, who were really ready to kill Moses and Aaron so they could go do whatever they wanted. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And do not fear the people of the land. They are bread for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. <laughs> so there's the spiritual men who, who are seeing with eyes of faith 
They, they are seeing the truth and they're speaking the truth to, to the carnal people. <laughs> and what does the next verse say? Then all the congregation said to stone them with stones. <laughs> Don't tell us the truth. <laughs> we, we're going to believe what we're going to believe. But the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. God had to intervene. Because it was ready to get really bad. Really bad. And, <clears throat> I mean, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be like this. When the day of the Lord is here. And, and we need to pray into that. Because there, there are going to be those who see the truth, who see with eyes of faith, and speak the truth. And, and the carnal people are going to want to kill them. And, uh, I mean, people have written books about the, the coming war in the church. <laughs> not not the coming war on the church, the coming war in the church. Because it's going to be like this. And I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, it's... Well, let's just see what God does. <laughs> ah, but the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. And the Lord said to Moses... How long will this people despise me? And how long will they not believe in me in spite of all the signs that I have done among them? I will strike them with pestilence and disinherit them, and I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if ever you heard the sound of frustration in, in the voice of God, there it was. Because what, what he's wanting to do is start over with Moses. <laughs> he's, he's telling Moses, let's just get rid of these crazy people who want to go back to Egypt, and you and I will we'll start over. And we'll make a better people <laughs> than what came out of Abraham. Because we've we got to be able to do better than this. And, you know, after everything that Moses had been through up to this point, I'm really surprised he didn't say, good idea. <laughs> I like what you're saying. Because <laughs> he, he still, <clears throat> I mean, he wouldn't be done pleading and interceding for these people until the day he died. Uh, but Moses, he, he is such a picture of Christ Jesus. Uh, I mean, how God got so much of his heart in a man uh, is, is a mystery to me. Verse 13, But Moses said to the Lord, and... I mean, this, this is the thing that, that is so astounding to me. <laughs> he, Moses, is, is concerned about the name of the Lord. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what he's concerned about. Then the Egyptians will hear of what you've done. For you brought up this people in your might from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of this land <clears throat> they have heard that you, O Lord, are in the midst of this people. For you, O Lord, are seen 
face to face and your cloud stands over them and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Now if you kill this people as one man, the nations who have heard your fame will say it is because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land that he swore to give to them that he has killed them in the wilderness. And now please let the power of the Lord be great as you have promised, saying, The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression, <clears throat> but he will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Please pardon the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of your steadfast love, just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt until now. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we, we could pray that prayer for our nation every day. And we should. <clears throat> but but that's amazing. He he was concerned about the reputation of God. So he cried out for mercy for those people who, who were so, so undeserving of mercy. I mean, they're they're ready to kill. Joshua and Caleb and Moses and Aaron so they could raise up a leader for themselves who would take them all the way back to Egypt. Wow. Then the Lord said, and, and this is kind of amazing too, I have pardoned according to your word. He didn't even say, I will. I have. As soon as you asked for it, it was done. I, I have pardoned according to your word. But, it's a big but, but truly, as I live and as all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, none of the men who have seen my glory and my signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and yet have put me to the test these ten times and have not obeyed my voice, shall see the land that I swore to give to their fathers. And none of those who despised me shall see it, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. <clears throat> and and we know we know the rest of the story. Instead of turning right into the land of promise, they turned left into the wilderness for 40 years to wander aimlessly <laughs> following the cloud by day and the fire by night going nowhere and and you know that that is the journey of of the carnal christian There's a lot of activity, <laughs> but there's no forward progress. And, I mean, this, this is the amazing thing that we have to realize. God had brought them right to the border of the land of promise. God knew it was better to leave the land of promise in the hands of the enemy than to give it to these carnal people. Ooh. I mean, that that's a wake-up call, huh? 
I, it's, it's better for me to let these people wander around in the wilderness where, where they can't really do any damage. <laughs> and, and they'll just die off than, than to give them this land. Because what would they do? And, and I mean, this, this is the spiritual reality for the church is that carnal believers are, are of so much more danger to the kingdom of heaven than natural man. And, and, and that, that is the truth, and that, that is the message right, right here. And, and so, you know, how, how do we not be that? <clears throat> how, how do we not be <laughs> those people? <laughs> because we don't want to be those people. Uh, we, we don't. Because it, it's, it's, not, it's not going, it doesn't go well for those people in this life, and, and the next life is, is not going to go that well either. Because we know uh, if, if we're carnal, all of our works before the judgment seat of Christ are, are going to burn. They're, they're going to burn. Saved as though through fire. But the, the few, and, and see, God always works through remnant. There's, there's always remnant. It, it's so sad, but it's, it's, it's throughout this book. It's, there, there are the called, or maybe I should say <laughs> the called, <laughs> and there's <laughs> the remnant. And it's, it's only the remnant who, who are the true spiritual people who, who can really build anything for the kingdom. And, you know, we've, <clears throat> we've been focusing on this truth about how our, our primary responsibility as as humans and particularly as spiritual humans who who've been born again is is to protect and cultivate the place of encounter the place of meeting uh, with the living god and and I'm telling you that's how that's how we don't become like them because if we don't do that, guaranteed, we're going to be like them. <laughs> it, it takes God to know God. It takes God to love God. It takes regular meeting with and encounter with God to do either one. <laughs> to know God or to love God. And if it takes that regular meeting with and encounter with God to, to know what to do so that his kingdom can be built right, right here in Cheyenne. And, and you know, I, I kind of, I go back to that word that, that Mark Crawford gave um, about the builders and and we're called i mean we're we're a remnant church that god has he's he's pruned and we're a remnant this this is who we're called to be um, he's showing us his heart he's wanting us to have his heart and he's wanting us to to build his kingdom but it 
building his kingdom only flows from knowing him and knowing him flows from being with him and and this is um <clears throat> this is that verse it's it's first chronicles 22:19 now Cheyenne Vineyard, set your mind and your heart to seek the Lord your God. That <laughs> there, therein is the answer. <laughs> set your mind and your heart to seek the Lord your God, and then you can arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord because you will become the sanctuary of the Lord. When we we will not become the sanctuary of the Lord cor- corporately until we are the sanctuary of the Lord individually. And when we are the sanctuary of the Lord individually, and we come together, we will be the sanctuary of the Lord corporately. That's how it works. <laughs> um, <clears throat> A few of us can't build the altar of the Lord for all of us. All of us must build the altar of the Lord for all of us. <laughs> Just as, um, you know, I can't seek the Lord for you, I, I can't live the Christian life for you, uh, I can't get oil. In, in your lamp. I, I can't give you my oil. We, we all have to get our own oil. We all have to be seekers of the Lord, our God. Or, or what we see in Israel will happen. It, it wasn't that they tried to become carnal. That's that's just the default position. <laughs> if if you don't try really hard not to become carnal, you will. And and maybe that's uh, poor phraseology because it's it's not about our effort and our our trying. But but it is it it is about something that that Jesus said to the church in Ephesus in Revelation 2, 1 through 7. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands, I know your works, your toil, your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. That's all really good. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love that you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. And here's the key. Repent and do the works you did at first. There's God's part and there's our part in this. Repent is is to change our thinking and, and change our behaving. It is to confess sin and ask for a release of the grace of God to believe and live differently. So you could say that's God's part, that release of, of grace to, to truly repent. But then our part is to do the works you did at first. Because he says, if not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. 
What did we do at first? <laughs> when we were first saved, <laughs> we protected and we cultivated <laughs> the place of encounter <laughs> with the living God above all. We couldn't get enough. We, we were in the Word. We were in prayer. We were worshiping. We were with God's people. And, and this, uh, I feel like we need to pray today. Okay? Because even though we're, we're a remnant, there are quite a few people who should be here. And this, this shows me something specific that we need to pray about. Because for people not to be here with great regularity shows that, that they do not have the heart of God for his people. And that we need to pray for those who are not here. Because, you know, we, we can't really be close to God without having at least some of that heart for the people of God. And, and knowing that <clears throat> when we come together as, as a body, that you know, when, when we're not here, when, when Joy wasn't here, there was something missing this morning. <laughs> and I wasn't the only one who noticed that. <laughs> but I sure did. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, when we've been doing worship together for, I don't know, about 25 years, uh, <clears throat> it was like not having my right hand. <laughs> uh, but there's, there's something to this. And, and you know, this, this is part of what the Lord showed me on Monday night about praying for God's people to return to Him and love him with their whole hearts. And also that they would return to, to the body. Because, you know, when there's, there's going to be a white throne judgment. And, and there's, there's going to be regret. And Mike Bickle is about the only guy I've ever heard talk about this. I, I, I want to avoid regret on that day. And, and a huge part of avoiding regret on that day is loving what God loves and hating what he hates. And, and, and Jesus loves the church. and gave himself up for her, his, his bride. And, and for, for the people of God to, to just you know, blatantly disregard the, the gathering of, of the body, it's, it, 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 it hurts my heart, and, and I know what it does with God's heart. So I, I want us right now to pray for those people. Uh, and so, God, bring, bring to mind the people that, that you want us to pray for. And uh, <clears throat> we're, we're going to pray for them now. So you just you can start praying right now. And I'm going to pray too, but I'm going to turn my mic off. So uh, <clears throat> I, I just want to pray um, for deliverance from carnality. Lord, I, I just pray for myself. I, I pray for every one of us. Lord, that you would deliver our hearts from carnality. That you would deliver us from double-mindedness. 
from wanting you but wanting the world, wanting you but wanting the world, and <clears throat> Lord, that you would be our priority. Uh, and I, I just pray, First um, Chronicles twenty two. Uh, 19 for us that we would set as a people that we would set our mind and our heart to seek the Lord our God and that we would arise and build your sanctuary your dwelling place that we would become your sanctuary individually and corporately and that your altar would be built in Cheyenne the glory of your son. And Lord, we, we just want to join our hearts together and pray that you would raise up people after your own heart in the churches where you have been kicked out or removed. Just like you promised Jeremiah, for the people of Judah, you said you would give them a heart to know that you are the Lord and they would be your people and you would be their God and they would return to you with their whole heart. That, that is what we pray for those churches that have gone into apostasy. <clears throat> we pray Jeremiah 24-7. And we pray for your people to return to you and love you with their whole hearts. And, and we, we pray Revelation 2, 5, that we would remember, they would remember from where they've fallen, repent and do the first works. And their love for you would be restored. And God, we pray that you would find a place, a people among whom you may dwell. We pray that we would be a part of that. And we thank you for the promise in Second Chronicles 16.9 that the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the whole earth, that you would show yourself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are completely yours. May we be that kind of people. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Mm. Ah, thank you, Lord, for enough voice <laughs> to get through, and I actually feel pretty good. <clears throat> Amen. And if anyone needs prayer, we will have a prayer team over here, um, you know, you might want to send a card to Felipe, uh, text him, call him, uh, pray for the family. Uh, his, his dad is in Hawaii. Um, he'd, he'd been recuperating from a, a surgery over there. So uh, I don't know if the funeral will be in Hawaii or probably in Saipan. Uh, so I'll let you know more uh, in, in the email this week. <laughs> Bless you, Eli. <laughs> yes. Ah, yes, thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> a couple announcements. So Mark Crawford will be here Wednesday night. So instead of the regular 6.30 prayer meeting, uh, we're going to have a, you know, a, a gathering where Mark can speak and, and minister at 6.30 on Wednesday. So yeah, you, you won't want to miss that. He's only going to be with us um, Wednesday and Thursday and leaving Friday morning. <laughs> Uh, also, we're going to have Pat Bruner from Hope Church in Casper here. So he'll, he'll probably minister some too on Wednesday. So that should be good. An appeal to heaven. Uh, read the book. 
If you haven't read the book, if you don't want to read the book, then there's a, a t about a 27-minute YouTube message with Dutch Sheets where he is giving basically the message of the entire book uh, to the Azusa Now gathering that was a couple months ago in uh, L.A. But there's, there's some significant truth that's uh, a release of revelation for our generation that the Lord gave Dutch Sheets. And we are aligning ourselves with the prayers of the ages for what is yet to come in our generation. So, Lord, we, we just do that right now <laughs> as a people. And teach us how, even, even more, to enter into that. Because there, there is a power that's being released and going to be released through that revelation into our generation, and, and we want to tap into that. Amen? Amen.